Blog Talk Radio. Black Hole Radio presents Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. With your hosts, Rudolph Muhammad and Yusuf Muhammad. There's a train of coming. You don't need no baggage. You just get on board. All you need is faith to hear the dealers calling. Don't need no ticket. You just thank the Lord. The train to Jordan Picking up passengers Coast to coast Open the doors and bore them Peace and blessings, peace and blessings. Welcome to another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. I am your co-host, Brother Brother Rudolph. That's my other (laughs) co-host. We like stuck at the hip. (laughs) I'm Brother Yusef Muhammad along with our other co-host, Brother (laughs) Rudolph T. Muhammad. (laughs) And as you can see, you got to have levity in this work. Welcome to another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, where the bottom line is we need you to survive. It's a pleasure, as always, to be able to serve you and to share with you that which has come across our screen since last week. And um, first, let me begin all things in the name of the all-wise, true, and living God, the beneficent, the merciful, the compassionate the architect of the universe, the creator of the heavens and the earth, and all that is in between. Certainly, we welcome you with the greeting words of peace and paradise. We say it in one of the languages of our ancestors, assalamu alaikum. For those who don't know, thank you, Brother Rudolph. Those words 
are in Arabic, meaning peace be unto you. And Brother Rudolph returned the greetings, which in English is interpreted unto you, be peace. And so, again, for those who may be engaged in the ninth month of the lunar calendar, Ramadan, who classify themselves as Muslim, allow me to greet you as well, Ramadan Mubarak. Ramadan Kareem. All praise is due to the Most High God, meaning a blessed Ramadan to those Muslims who are fasting, who are refraining from food and that which is natural. In the Holy Quran, in the second surah, I believe it says, fasting is prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those before you that you might guard against evil. And that statement that you might guard against evil can also be interpreted as that you may gain a higher level of discipline. And so as you engage in the intense heat of Ramadan, as you increase your prayers, increase your desire to do for the least of these, we just wish you a blessed Ramadan. And as we are in the last 10 days of the 30-day period, is also an increase of reading the Holy Quran. And if you read it one thirtieth a day, by the end of 29 or 30 days, you will have read the Holy Quran from cover to cover. And so that's just for those who may not know about Ramadan and the significance of it. That's a little Snapchat of it. And uh, for those who do know about it, we want to welcome all of you, our first-time listeners, Welcome, welcome, welcome. Our consistent and constant listeners, welcome, welcome, and welcome again. We thank all of you for the honor of your ear and the privilege of your presence. And again, the basis of our program can be summed up in the words of Hezekiah Walker, the gospel singer, we need you to survive. Certainly our conversation Ranges from viruses to vaccines, from flu to health and fitness, from fire safety education to community risk reduction. We want you to ask yourself, where will I and my family be when disaster strikes? Certainly, you may be at home, your significant other may be at work, your children at school the elders at the mall or the library. And so we just want you, uh, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, to get informed, to establish a plan to develop a survival kit and periodically assess your plan and your kit. And so as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has instructed us spiritually time and time and time again, watch the weather. And that's just one spiritual warning or exhortation for we oftentimes say when you talk about disaster, it impacts all systems of people activity. Well, what do you mean by that, Brother Youssef? Well, I, I'm glad you asked that question. Systems of people activity, meaning education, entertainment, economics, labor, law, 
politics, religion, sex, and war. Systems of people activity that when disaster strikes, it impacts all of those nine levels and then some. And then, you know, we oftentimes also ask the question, when did the prophet Noah build the ark? Before the flood. There it is. So when you look at what we're going through and you look at perspective, you know, there was a great scientist by the name of Dr. George Washington Carver, known right. for his works with the peanut, with the soybean, with the sweet potato, the works that he did at Tuskegee. It was institute at the time and university now, but one of the favorite favorite quotes of his to me in terms of perspective. He said, it's the way you look at things that make the difference. It's the way you look at things that make the difference. But certainly there were scientists who looked at the sweet potato, who looked at the soybean, who looked at uh, the peanut before he did. But he had a different view. He had a different lens. He had a different will. So anyway, I just wanted to lay that as a baseline assessment because if you talk about perspective and uh, systems of people activity, when you go to the news, what's trending? Donald Trump, what's trending? Abortion, what's trending? Israel and Palestine, what's trending? Environment, what's trending? Iraq, what's trending? Police brutality, what's trending? Ukraine, what's trending? Gun control, what's trending? Climate crisis, perspective. And so I just wanted to lay that as a welcome and a base. I'm going to get out of your way and bring on, I'm more than capable, my dear brother, from another mother, Brother Rudolph T. Muhammad. Floor is yours, sir. Thank you, Brother Yusuf. Beginning all faith in the name of the one God, the I am that I am, the Alpha and the Omega, the the um, grand architect of the universe, so to speak, uh, that one who called everything else into order that was out of order. We're talking the all and all, we call him Allah. But he's known by many different names. Some call him Yahweh. Some call him Jehovah. Some call him Jesus. Some call him God. Some, you know, oh, my God. I, I could be doing this for the next 15 minutes, calling him by all of the attributes and names that different people at different geographical uh, places on the planet call him. But make no mistake about it, we are talking about that one who is responsible for everything that is here and that was put here before you and I got here. 
And so to that one, make obeisance, we show humility, and we thank him for allowing us this time in his creation called life. Remember, it's through no good of our own, because we haven't done anything that good to warrant the blessings that he has showered us with. That's because of his grace and mercy. You know, the, the old folk used to say, well, somebody must have prayed for you. Mm-hmm. And truly, the prayers of the righteous availeth much. I mean. And so I thank all of those who prayed for me, my granny, my mama, my aunties, you know, all of the sisters at the church that, that, that I grew up in, um, you know, that knew me, the sisters that knew me uh, as I was growing up on Hart Street in Bedford Stuyvesant. Uh, mm-hmm. As the song said, runaway child running wild, brother, brother Yusuf, <laughs> you know. You better go back <laughs> home where you belong. <laughs> right, where you belong, right. You know, mm-hmm. I, as I was out there uh, uh, engaged in my ball of confusion, you know, mm-hmm. doing fine on cloud nine. You know, you must have been tempted. You must have been tempted. <laughs> you know, was out there living the life. You know, as, as, as the song said, "Living it up, living it up." Oh yeah, Friday yes, night. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. as P.S. Monk said, "Living the bomb V, the good life." Mm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, while we're young, when we're out there, we feel that we are indestructible, you know, we never take the time to focus on the things that really matter because we Mm -hmm. feel that we have this thing in control and we are indestructible. As you get older, if Allah blesses you to mature in his universe and the um, great equalizer of timing, in, you begin to realize how insignificant you really are in the grand scheme of things. That's right. You know, the, the, the circle of life goes on with us or without us. Mm-hmm. We are not that significant that we cause nature to stop and acquiesce to our will. No. Either we get with the train, get on the train, or we'll get run over by the train. But the choice is ours. And that's the great thing about Allah. He gives us free will to decide to be whatever it is we think we can be in his universe. Mm. Think of that. Think of that. Whatever we think we can be in his universe. You know, my wife always says, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plan for your That's life. right. Yeah. You know, 
But again, we thank him for allowing us this time and space in this dispensation of time. And so to show that we are appreciative, we are grateful, we have an attitude of gratitude for all he has blessed us with, Brother Mm -hmm. Yusuf and myself, Brother Forrest and his family, um, we have decided to do this show every Friday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. to try and give back some of what we've been blessed with. We are here to enlighten, inspire, and educate. Disaster awareness for community preparedness, because before you can prepare, you must be aware. Before you can make a plan, you have to know what is going on, what time it is, and what you're planning for. And then once you come into that knowledge and get to that realization, now you make the plan. And then you write your plan down. And then you tell somebody else your plan. Then you rehearse your plan. And then you periodically readjust your plan based on life and what life is doing. As one of my sons coined the phrase, you know, you know, you, you just got to be aware. Some people say, you know, Murphy's Law is always in effect. So who the hell is Murphy? That's that guy that said what can go wrong will go wrong. But, you mm-hmm. know, my son and the young folk, what they say, now, you know, they just say, Pops, life be life. Imagine that. You know, and even in that statement, they're giving, paying homage to the Almighty. Because what they're saying is that, you know, life is doing its thing. The creator who set this thing in motion has a plan, and it's going according to that plan, not according to our will. So that's why as Muslims, we always should say, inshallah, if it be the will of Allah, we are going to do such and such and so and forth if it be Allah's will, because we never know. There are some, there's somebody who laid down to sleep last night who did not wake up this morning, and the alarm clock went off. Somebody went in there and shook them. Somebody called their name. Somebody called their phone, but they did not answer because everything has an expiration date. And because we don't know what our expiration date is, it's wise and intelligent that we are found working right up until the end. So for those who are under the label of Muslim, we greet you with the greeting words of Ramadan Mubarak because we are going through intense fire right now. Ramadan we are Kareem, going through the month, thank you, sir, the month of Ramadan where, yes, we are abstaining from the necessities of life, the pleasures of life, and our wants during the daylight hours from sunup 
to sundown. We are reading God's word, like Brother Yusuf said, one part each day for 30 days. And by the end of that 30-day period, we will have read the Holy Quran from cover to cover. Now, how much has stuck with us? It takes some work there. We got we, we got some more work to do. Reading is one thing. Comprehending is something else. But, you know, you have to go through the motions until you get to the level of maturity that causes you to digest, dissect, and understand what it is you're doing. How did you learn to tie your shoe? You went through the motions time and time again. So now you won't even have to think about it. It becomes automatic, but you can do it. Well, it's the same thing with this. You just go through the motions until you gain the understanding. I believe there's a surah in the Quran, Brother Yusuf, that says, say that you believe, but faith has not yet entered your heart. Or something like that's that. Right. I'm not quoting mm-hmm. because that's not me. <laughs> that's not what I do. I am not a scriptural scientist. Go ahead. I am not an ecclesiastical person. That's Brother Yusuf's job. Don't ask me I how to am, spell it. I, I, I'm, ju- I, I, I'm just a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord, and I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I'm good being an usher, opening the door for others. Long as when it closes, I'm on the inside looking out and not on the outside looking in. But, again, all of that just to say you're welcome to this show. This is a conversation. It's not a monologue or a dialogue, so let's not make it that way. So you need to call us at 563-999-3089. That's 563 563- Three, nine, 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 three, zero, eight, nine. I'm going to say that one more time for my people. Five, six, three, nine, 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 three, zero, eight, nine. And then you could just listen to us once you take the kinks out of the line and just hold the can up to your ear. You could just listen to the broadcast or If you want to speak, then you press the number one, and you'll be brought into the studio, and the engineer, our big brother Forrest that's over there that's watching the board, that's waiting to bring you in to make you a part of this conversation, and then we can talk about whatever is on your mind, because truly so much is going on in the world today. There's no shortage of topics to talk about. I had planned to talk about maternal mental health this week. However, we're going to put that off um, until next week, if it be the will of Allah, when we will have some subject matter experts on the line. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, we talked about mental health. Now we want to talk about maternal mental health because it's a subject that will never and can never be exhausted because more and more as time goes on, it's affecting every living soul on the planet. There's not one of us that's not affected by what we're 
seeing on the news, hearing in the news, um, being witnessed to on a day-to-day basis as we go on our daily tasks, society is acting on us and is imposing its will on us at every turn. And so the stress levels are building, and sometimes it catches you off guard, and before you realize it, you're going to snap and did something. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to talk about, how to stay in control of yourself for the benefit of yourself, because trouble is easy to get into and as hard as heck to get out of, Brother Yusuf. Thank you, Brother Rudolph. Beautiful, beautiful for connecting the dots, segueing the foundation of the program. And as you can see, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it might be to your advantage to use whatever device or pen and pad that you have available to take notes because there's a lot of information that we share in these two hours. We try to be as succinct as possible. We try to be as effective and efficient as possible. But nobody can learn it all, hear it all, retain it all. So do yourself a favor and um, record it in some kind of way. Take notes. There's a benefit in taking notes. You know, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said as a result, as it relates to disaster, and I quote, those who are scripturally prepared know that it is prophesied that we would be living in a time of wars and rumors of war, pestilence, famine, and earthquakes in diverse places. We are witnessing terrifying disasters afflicting the peoples of the world, and those disasters are now afflicting the United States of America. Believing that those prophecies will be fulfilled, it is our duty to learn as much as we can on disaster preparedness and do all we can to prepare the American people and our people in particular for coming disasters. End of quote by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So we're just trying to do our part, brothers and sisters, to encourage you to do your part. And then if you do your part, then your significant other, your family, your children, they may want to help you in doing your part because you're doing your part not for yourself. You're doing your part for them, for the community, for your neighbors. And uh, if the truth be told, as my biological father would say, the life you save may be your own. And, you know, we're just here trying to offer you perspective, as I started out before in my opening. It may be a different perspective than you're used to or accustomed to hearing. And that's all right. doesn't make it right, wrong, or indifferent. It just, we just want to buttress what you think you know as it relates to disaster preparedness. And, again, I'm really not a quotologist, but I love when I come across something that is applicable to what it is Brother Rudolph and I and Black Hole Radio are all about. And Sister Maya Angelou would say, and I quote, 
You might not be able to control all the events that happen to you, but you can choose to not be reduced by them. You see? So take one step towards disaster awareness for community preparedness, and you'll be surprised how people of like minds come around you to assist you in doing what it is you say you want to do, but you have to take that step yourself, you know, that uh, imagery of the prophet Moses parting the Red Sea. Well, I heard somebody say one time the, the Red Sea would have never parted if he didn't stick his big toe in the water. Now, that scripture is much deeper than that. But my point is take the initiative. My point is perspective. I don't tell jokes nobody laughs. So Brother Rudolph is laughing because he knows I'm telling the truth. I'm shouting out, like you said, a voice in the wilderness or the projects about when Brother Rudolph talked about life. And he he started, you know, one of our listeners uh, paged me, Brother Rudolph, as you were going through your temptation. uh, 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 Body of work. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. The the, the listener said, and shout out to my dear brother Cap. He said, y'all talking my language now. So, again, (laughs) you know, as I was listening to you talk about life, hey, I I, I, I jumped into uh, uh, soul to soul. As you and I, soul to soul, are trying to give this (laughs) message to our people. What's the meaning What's the meaning of, of life? life? You know, I don't yeah. know. Y'all might not be old enough to remember that. You know it. what I mean? So but for those so. who can go back a decade before that, I believe it was Roy Ayers who said, life is just a moment. Yeah, yeah. So we're not promised <laughs> our next breath, brothers and sisters. We're just talking about life. We're talking about perspective. We're talking about disaster awareness. For community prepared. Check out this, brother Rudolph, about perspective. You know that dude that was in the movies? I think they called him Forrest Gump. He said, oh, yes, man, sir. brother, you said talking about Forrest Gump. You know, he was asked the question, how many days of the week begin with the letter T? And he said, oh, that's easy. Two. Today and tomorrow. Tomorrow. I know some of y'all say Tuesday and Thursday. We talking perspective. (laughs) Then he was asked the question, if you so smart, you got that right, how many seconds are there in a year? I was going to say, man, that's easy. It's 12. 12? (laughs) January 2nd? February 2nd? March 2nd, April 2nd, perspective. Yes, sir. They asked, you can't they tell them wrong. Well, if you, exactly, exactly. Then they said, well, we're going to get you on this one. Since you know how many seconds there are in a year from your perspective and how many days begin with T in a week from your perspective, what is the name of God. Wow. Charles <coughs> Gump said, Andy. Andy is his name. 
Andy, he said, yeah, because when I was in church on Sunday, they were singing. And he walks with and me. And he walks with me. And he talks, and he talks with, me. with me. And he tells me I am his own. That's right. Perspective, and the joy we share gentlemen. as we tarry there is like none of us has ever known. What what, what on, are we saying, ladies and gentlemen? What are we saying, brothers and sisters? Perspective of life. We all have different views, different lenses, but one thing about disaster, when it strikes, we talked about the systems of people activity, it impacts us all. We talked about what's trending, it impacts us all. We talk about, let's see, you know, disaster really never takes a day off. Oh, no, sir. Again, back to why you should have an attitude of gratitude that it didn't impact you today. But somewhere around the planet, 196,940,000 square miles of it, somebody was impacted by disaster. So it's perspective. It's having an attitude of gratitude. And while you're not impacted by it, you better get informed. You better develop a plan. I mean, you don't have to. It's to your advantage to uh, periodically assess your plan and your survival kit. But you don't have to. But you won't be able to come back to Brother Rudolph and Brother Yusef and say, you know, well, how come you didn't tell us? This was going to happen. Right. We're not prophets, but as I quoted the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, it's to our advantage, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, to develop what we sometimes call a community relations strategy. Because if all of us do some, none of us have to do a lot. But first you have to Invest in the community, community investment. Then you got to get involved in the community. That's right. Community involvement. And then you begin to come around like minds and you begin to partnership with them. That's community partnership. And it's what is it for? What's the meaning of life? What's it for? What's it for? Community risk reduction. You see, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, in case you haven't heard, just recently addressed the world on February 26th of this year, and he entitled his lecture, The War of Armageddon Has Begun. Now, if that's not disaster awareness for community preparedness, I don't know what is. And then he took us into, I believe it's the book of Ephesians, the sixth chapter where many of us are familiar, put on the whole armor of God so you can stand against the wilds of Satan. The wilds of Satan is wild. Now, 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 are they getting religious and spiritual on this show? Well, you take it for what it's worth. I'm just telling right. you what was given to me to give to you. Well, what is the whole armor of God? It's, it, it's written like in the, in the B-I-B-L-E, 
the Bible, like um, put on your helmet of salvation. You were That's right. Put on your breastplate of righteousness. Yes. Put on the shield of faith, the Ooh. sword of the spirit, the belt of truth, and your feet shotted with the gospel. Now, that's what the Bible says. But as a firefighter for 30 years, I liken it unto putting on my uh, spiritual PPE, personal protective envelope. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when a firefighter goes into an incident and alarm, he's got on his helmet, he's got on his turnout gear, the coat, the boots, the mask. The, the the SCBA, the self-containing breathing apparatus, and he right. has equipment in his hands. He's got a flashlight on his helmet. He's got all kind of tools in his pockets, in his coat, and in his pants. He's actually putting on anywhere between 75 and 125 additional pounds to his weight. So that means he's got to be in shape, too if he's going to do the job effective and efficient. So if you don't tune into the spiritual connotation of putting on your PPE, the whole armor of God, think about a firefighter who goes into an alarm, a burning building, or does what they have to do. Shout out to the women in the fire service as well. Can you imagine, brothers? We putting on seventy five to one hundred twenty five additional pounds to do what we have to do. What about? Well, yeah, exactly. What about our sisters? So I just wanted right. to share that, brother Rudolph, because um, you got me started. And then, no, but brother Yusuf, you since you on that, you got to stay on that because they don't realize that our sisters are out there doing it and doing it and doing it well. That's right. Well, they don't you know, realize it. No, they don't. They don't. And um, whether we talk about the commissioner, first black woman commissioner for FDNY, Kavanaugh, I believe her what? name is, and you know Kavanaugh, we know our dear yeah. sisters, uh, Regina Wilson and Tracy Lewis, and so many That's others. Right. I hate to keep calling names, Man. but you know they're not just names Man. to us. They're our sisters. They're our friends. They're our comrades. Right. People we've worked with. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Shout out to Sister. uh, Real live human being, heroes, heroes, whatever you want to call them, but they're lifesavers in human form. God in human form. Because when you are in a fire, and a firefighter comes to rescue you. That's God coming to snatch you out of the flames of hell and bring you back to paradise for a time being. And you are very, very grateful if you have ever been in that situation, which I have been, so I can talk about it on both sides. I've been the victim and I've been the rescuer. So, yes, sir. But go ahead, Brother Yusuf. Yeah. No, 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 no. You you know, I have no problem lifting up the females that I know that I've worked side by side with and that uh, I was able to help them along the way in their 
you know, matriculating through the fire service, which is pretty much a male-dominated profession. And as one of right. the past uh, union presidents said to me one day when I saw the executive board of the International Association of Firefighters, I said, look, man, you, you talk all that diversity talk, but look at your executive board. They're all white men. He said, Brother right. Muhammad, I guess you're right. They're all pale, and they're all male. I said, well, I'm right. going to use that one. I'm going to tell, tell them I got it from you. You understand? So when sure. I talk what? about Sister Annette Nance Hope, uh, the commissioner over the Chicago Fire Department, and they'll all be pleased with the two personnel that died in the line of duty yeah, two weeks yeah. ago. Right. Yes, She's sir. going through yes, it. Sir. And, you know, her deputy chief, Sister Cynthia Herring, you know, shout out to them in Chicago, Sister Chief Tony, uh, Washington, Decatur. It's just so many. It's just so many, right. Sister uh, Teresa right. Reed, right. Teresa, oh, my God, Everett. It's just so many. Salila, yeah. oh, my goodness, you know, out of Baltimore. Sister Tiffany Wesley out of Arlington. I could go on and on and on and Sister Brenda Brooks, the director of the Southeast region of the International Association of Black Professional Firefighters, and our dear sister, Sister Carrie Edwards-Clemens, who is the president of the International Association of Black Professional Firefighters out of Flint, Michigan, who I understand if she has not retired yet, she's in the process of doing that. So, uh, I mean, there's so many. My dear sister, Sandy Smith, out of D.C., so many, so many, so many, so Thank you, Brother Rudolph, for letting me, you know, just lift up those names as they represent so many sisters around the country who are, oh, uh, uh, don't get the credit that they should get. And That's like right. you said, God in human form, you know, the the um, classical, the Association for the Study of Classical African Civilizations, ASCEC, would call them Mayat. Right. God in the human right. form, in the female form that represents justice, balance, truth, reciprocity. So shout out to the women in the fire service. Thank you, Brother Rudolph. Oh man, brother, you know, you know that that hit that hits that hits right home for me, you know. Man, people, you know, people don't uh people don't realize you know, and I, I have to take this time to shout out one in particular. I'm talking about our sister, Ella McNair. That's Brother, right. Uh, again, That's right. It's personal for me because I grew up with Nair and her family in New Mount Zion Baptist Church, 398-402 Gates Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, wow. between Marcy and Nostrand Avenue, 11206. Yeah, we grew up together. Uh Oh, man, please. And to know that she was the first sister to Mm -hmm. kick in the door without the 4-4, you know? Right, that's right. (laughs) Uh, She kicked the door off the hinges That's right. and and took her rightful place. And like I said, I grew up with her. Of course, she was along with my older sister and my older brother, but I still Mm -hmm. knew her. And know her very well from those days Beautiful. to now. 
And, Beautiful. you know, so she has to get her props, as with all of them, for doing the job that they're doing. Because people who aren't in the fire service, who aren't in EMS, who aren't first responders, they do not realize the danger that first responders are in every day when they go to work. They don't realize that it's a reality that one of them is not coming back home after they leave the house that day. It's just a reality. That's just the nature of the job. But they still, we still do it every day because this is what God has called us to do. First responders are not named. They're born. Now, Beautiful. we do go to school to get trained in aspects of the job. We do go to school to get trained in with, and work on skills and specialized training to perfect protocols and procedures in that individual that caused them to want to do that job. You have to be born with that. God inspires that. That's not something that you run through the want ads and just pick that job out and then go and do it. So I, I just wanted to throw that out there, Brother Yusuf. No, brother, you know, you cracking Adams. You talking about Ellen McNair, man. I, I just started going from Boston on down, brother, and all those cross. Karen Miller in Boston, Lisa Forrest, Bat Chief in Philly. Oh, my God, there's so many. Ina Anderson in Bridgeport, uh, Candace Young in Hartford. It's just so many, but you spark something, brother. Our dear sister uh, Ziaz just got a chief job. She was originally out of right. Oakland. Now she's got a job uh, outside of Oakland and uh, so proud of her for her accomplishments. Yes, and uh, before yes, her sir. was another Teresa, Teresa Reed, Teresa Staples out in Denver, man. Colorado. It's just so many, man. I, Tracy uh, 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 Dossett out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's just so many that come to my mind, oh, my goodness, brother. Man, you just sparked something, brother. And, you know, we can't help but to keep, you know, calling the role of these sisters, you know. And don't forget the dispatches. Sister Rita Francis oh, no. out of Baltimore County. Never who's now the in, um, in uh, the Memphis, lifeline. you know. But uh, Serrata Diaz is the sister. Yes. No doubt about it. Serrata Diaz. Job. Can't do the job without a dispatcher. Because when you need help, when you need those extra resources, that's who's right there on the line, sitting on the edge of their seat, waiting to hear from you when you're giving your 12 on the scene. They're waiting to hear what you're calling for. And when you call for it, just like God says, be and it is, that's how it happens. You call for for the uh, uh, public works in the call. Yes, sir, Brother Rudolph, if you're uh, mobile, your your last few seconds of your transmission is breaking up, beloved. 
Oh, yeah. In- oh, brother, that, that was me. I was just getting excited, brother. I was no, getting excited all over again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sister Zareda Diaz, uh, Fremont, California. She she just got promoted to the chief of the department, and uh, her official wow. badge-pinning ceremony will be April 28th. So uh, shout out to her and just so many. Sister Starchild out of uh, Los Angeles. Oh, man, it's just so many. I, I you really got me, you know, just wanting to lift them up, man. Just wanting to lift them up because uh, I, I just know what I experienced as a black man in the fire service. And right. uh right. Mr. Shamira Boone right here in Tidewater. She's uh, EMS. Uh, shout out to her, you know, uh, from Newport News. It's just <laughs> so many of them. But, uh, yeah. Forgive them, forgive them, forgive me. Did I say, I know I miss miss somebody, and they they'll, they'll let me know. Uh, right, but right. you know Charles who you are. Head, some of them the are on the line right now, and some of them don't really want to be acknowledged because of uh, just the politics that they're around. But you know who you are. We love you. We right. love you. We love you. We pray for you Without because we doubt. know always have, have, we have a good idea of what you're going through. And, you know, we just remind you that you know to put on that spiritual PPE, that whole right. armor of God. That's right. If you forget, we'll remind you. Don't even worry right. about it. Because we got to keep ours on, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, 24-7. 24-7. Through the fire <laughs> to the limit. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, doing this kind of work, because the reality is, Brother Rudolph, when you opened up and you talked about what we're willing to give to bring the information to this program, the reality is you really have to be willing to give your life as a living sacrifice to to be effective in this work. I mean, it may sound drastic to you, but as Brother Rudolph said, as a firefighter, as an EMS, as a first responder, as a profession for your family, you know you may you 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 know the reality is that you might not come home, right? Right. And finish your shift like you went in there, if it's you know the will of Allah, the will of God to call you to another level, another essence. Uh, but whether you're on the fire service, the EMS, the police department, or you're just walking down the street trying to give somebody a good word, whether you just, right. you know, not deliberately, only certain people are going to stand between the guns and, and, and your family to say, thus say of the right. Lord. Shout out to right. the fruit of Islam and the MGT and GCC. But only certain people right. are going to yes, do that. Sir. We don't expect you to do that, but the bottom line is you may have to do that. You may have to do that. When I talk yes, about sir. the chief, the commissioner of the Chicago Fire Department, she lost her son as a result of that while he was in high school. Somebody oh. came up on the bus and wanted to pull off and, and, and squeeze the trigger on a female. And her son, may Allah be pleased with Brother Blair, he jumped in the middle. And his life was snuffed out, was taken. May Allah be pleased with him. 
So I'm just trying wow. to paint a picture of some real life situations here. Because when you talk about disaster awareness for community preparedness, when Brother Rudolph and I do workshops and we show real pictures right. of what people That's were right. going through, of many different catastrophes, whether it was the earthquake in Haiti, whether it was Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. Yes. One sister was wading in the water. The water had oil all around her. And she had all all she could carry of her belongings. A knapsack in one arm and something else in the other arm and the picture itself. There it is. Welcome to another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Please state your name and how may we serve you. Press the number one. Okay. Caller, press the number one. Well, if nothing else, until they come on, that siren is an indication of we're living in a state of emergency. Never seen such urgency. But we welcome you, all of you on the line listening, to press one on your phone pad and come into the studio so we can engage in whatever's on your heart, what's happening with It is the air horn. Welcome. Please state your name and how may we serve you. Dave Washington. Aha, the great <laughs> former chief of Los Angeles. Excuse me, Brother, Las this, Vegas Fire Department. It's right. something how God works. It's, it's something how God works, Brother Rudolph and Brother Yusuf. Man, y'all hitting it on all cylinders. Open up that conversation about women. We know women in particular and black. Women specifically take catch a lot of hell, and I'm glad you guys are acknowledging women on your program today. And you know, I've been, yes, I've been recognizing, but um, I told you guys I have a radio show that's taped, and I and I do it every it, it airs every Saturday, and I've been recognizing women for all of March, and we've been trying to do the same for April, and I had a cancellation. Right. And what I'd like to do is ask you brothers to come on my show. And I'll I'll get with you, Brother Muhammad, and give you the information and the call-in information. But I want you guys to come on my show. It's called Veterans Affairs Plus. It's a 30-minute show, and I'm going to give you guys the full time because I think what you guys are talking about, the disaster preparedness, and as I've told you, Brother Yusuf, there's a lady I'm still trying to track her down because she talks about the importance of disaster management and preparation throughout our world. And talking about the black right. diaspora in particular. So uh, right. I, I want to get you guys on my show, if you are willing, and I'll get the information. Awesome. And it will yes, be next. Definitely. It'll be next Tuesday, West Coast time at noon. Your okay. Time. So please check check you guys' schedule, and Brother Muhammad, let me know if you guys will be available. And then I'll then I'll use you as the contact to get uh, the information yeah. that we use to to get folks on the air. Can we yes, do that? Sir, brother yes. Chief Dave. We're honored right, by that invitation, it. brother. And before sure, you go, brother Dave, 
Yes, sir. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. This is from a female, and I know you've been removed quite a few years. However, let's see what comes out of your Rolodex. A sister just texted me and asked this question. Mm-hmm. What options are available to handle an electric fire, i.e., a coffee maker, a heating pad, a blanket, etc. What we should not do? You, as a as an individual, shouldn't put no doggone water on that because you're going to get that's some right. some activity. That's right. That you ain't gonna that's right. So that that is a key. Don't put no water on an electrical fire in your home and that type of thing because you're going to get such a short that it will cause you tremendous problems. So make sure you have a fire extinguisher in the home for sure. And I hope that helps you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Chief. Hey, man, thank you, guys. Y'all always, man, I've been listening. I say, man, you need to not be aggravating these brothers there, but I think I got to call in because they – they're knocking it out the park again. We're talking oh, about... Oh, never an aggravation, G. <laughs> this you hold. To our women, man, honoring them, it's great. So I appreciate you guys very much. I want to share that. And Brother Muhammad, I'll be in touch. Thanks, gentlemen. All right, Brother Chief. No, you never yes, aggravation, brother. You actually turn it up, Brother Chief, every time you call. Right. You bless us with your voice and... You know, it, you you kind of remind me of my wife when she tells me, you know what, you talk too much. <laughs> so when you come in, brother Dave, you give me an opportunity. Shut up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on that note, brother Chief Dave, please give your wife and their and your family our love from disaster awareness yes. for community preparedness because That's all right. that God has blessed you to accomplish, they had to have sacrificed. So you could do what you're doing. Give love to Sister Marcy and the rest of the family, sir. I, I will do that, and thank you so much for that. And I'll and I'll say this in closing. Last month, as I mentioned, I was honoring women, so I had my three daughters on, and they all got bachelor's degrees. They told me they got it because of me and their mom. I'm like, what? I thought y'all yep. wanted to do that. No, we was just honoring y'all. We didn't care about no. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> anyway, wow. That was wow. That's you guys right, are doing a great job, man. Keep up the great work. Talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Beautiful. Well, brothers and sisters, we're at the top of this hour, and we have one more hour to go, so we look forward. There we go. We're rolling now. I'm going to get out your way. I'm just going to ask you who's (laughs) calling and how may we serve you. Yes. uh, Assalamualaikum. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Assalamualaikum. Salam. Yes, uh, Ramadan from Mubarak. This is Sister Aurelia calling. This How is the teacher? Doing? This is the teacher. That's <laughs> Ramadan right. Kareem. That's Ramadan right. Ramadan Kareem, right. Sister Aurelia. The school is in session. To find out that it's so nice and wonderful that we have such qualified people in every area who have been through um, national exercises for years planning for this day. And it's based on your experience, right? And now basically, um, well, we're in the recovery mode. Every week you're seeing black people 
and black towns being wiped off the face of the map like we saw Haiti and Hurricane mm-hmm. Katrina. So that right. gave us the time. Those All we need is an incident management team. And mm. everyone who's high up, who hold those positions, know every city we've been seeing every week only needed seven people. From the people that you named out and those skills, we could have went in and handled those cities. Maybe some are or not on the ground. Uh, are like firefighters, associations, and others, from everyone that we have. Because also, these disasters are unique because we're in time of war. So that means right. military communication. And we have a lot of people who started in emergency management just really within the past 10 to 20 years from that background. So right mm-hmm. now we're at the level of how we're getting hit, how we used to travel to other countries. The Nation of Islam started off training in international disaster relief, handling mass migrations, right. large cities. That's where we're at now. And every city mm-hmm. is in recovery. All we need is a seven person, and those who are at that level know an IMT team, an incident management team with one mm-hmm. IC, and it can be done. So That's we right. can now look more when we talk the preparedness. Yes, everybody quote, unquote, know that we know this now. It's well, but no doubt, just being prepared for COVID, just being prepared for being evicted. We live in preparedness mode. We're <laughs> <Right>. homeless. <laughs> the place living in a hotel. So, once again, four eight success does not depend on numbers. Period. Mm. And an emergency. <laughs> so we have the. It's just pulling that one I see and people respecting and not being jealous and envious of who's right. doing it and who's been selected to do it to get it done. The blood is on everybody's hands, especially those who know. The ones who don't know will not be responsible. That's why the minister took the only black organization to go to Cuba, a delegation. We was on the front lines with training city to city. So we have the connections. We don't need to make any introductions. And everybody know who's who. But people who hold those high positions or have some are constrained. Many either work for FEMA or other agencies. They cannot mm-hmm. go in in a certain way for those who had our own program in the nation. There's no respect. Those on the other side, from the military, from the National Guard, from the, the quote, intelligence level, and everywhere in between. When mm-hmm. we come in yes, and all really. people and those who work with us, there's a respect level because disasters are the great equalizers. And like mm-hmm. you said, when you're running into a building, you can be the most racist. I don't care what you are for the religion. At that time, I'm not asking you, nor do I care. I need your help. So we're on a right. boat. And right now, everybody's on the Titanic. And we're hmm. all on it, and, and we can tell by way these black cities are getting hit. Right now, they cannot come to our aid, nor can we come to them. FEMA's broke, Red Cross not opening, uh, no shelters or nobody else. We have them, and that's all it'll take. A seven-person am in each city that's getting hit 
we could have the people that run that up and running, handling it, and it recover in two weeks. They're not bringing us to hang out. Islam comes when all else fails. Well, assalamu alaikum, and may Allah bless you all. Peace. <laughs> Wa alaikum salam, Sister Aurelia Muhammad. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> the doom doom. She dropped the mic on this, Brother Rudolph. Right, right. For those that don't know, you know, for those who have no idea mm-hmm. who, 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 who that hurricane was that just blew in and, and blew right out. <laughs> <laughs> Good analogy. That was not tropical storm Sandy, although she she wielded the same kind of destruction. <laughs> That's right. That sister right there. That, that sister that sister um has been responsible for training uh I can't even count how many people she's trained. That's right. And on the level that she trained them, um, it's not just your regular flashlight and batteries type training. Um, you know, she has trained people to be in, like she said, in the emergency management field and department of disasters. Uh, what needs to be done, managing resources, managing the uh, relocation of large segments or vulnerable populations, as they are called. And if you've never been to one of her workshops, you, you definitely are missing out on an experience. Now, it's going to get hot in there, and she's going to get in your face, and, and and it's going to be some tension going on, but by the end of it, if you survive it, you will thank her for it. And then as you see what's going on in the world today, you will see how th- that training from her uh, perspective comes in handy and how if put into play in real time, it could change the whole scope of disaster preparedness in our communities if people knew. So I just have to give Sis her props because, again, like I said, for many years I've taken classes under her, and we've responded on some of the largest disasters in this country, either together or have gotten there, and both of us have been there at the same time. So, again, just giving her her props to Sister Aurelia Muhammad. Even right. our engineer, even our engineer, Brother Forrest, has, has taken um, we and I have to, um, you know, give props to Brother Ahmed Shaheed, may Allah be him with our brother from Force One International security company um, who organized bringing sister in to do training for us some years ago. She even did some consulting with a couple of cities in Africa under those Mm -hmm. auspices. So, again, just, you know, throwing it out there 
just to let the people know, don't stop, you know, don't don't think that the only people that's qualified to do things to manage these disasters and these are the people that you see on those uh, uh, press conferences on TV. Uh, don't don't think that. Uh, just understand that racism runs everything in this world, and it runs through everything in this world. But the qualified people, the boots-on-the-ground people, have never changed, and they're still the same. We make up almost 75% of every workforce in this country, in every aspect of it. We just have not been able to turn that corner yet as to where we are doing it for ourselves. That's all it is. Brother Yusuf? Yes, sir, Brother Rudolph. I also find it interesting that as Brother Chief Dave Washington, former chief of the Las Vegas Fire Department, was talking about lifting up the black woman in particular, here comes Sister Aurelia one that we should always lift up. She not only, as you said, trained you, Brother Forrest, uh, uh, so many others. There's so many others is also um, our student minister, Ernest Muhammad, here in Norfolk, Virginia. He informed me that he trained up under our dear sister, Sister Aurelia. So, um, you know, she said so much, and it's only those who understand the language will really understand the depth of what she was talking about when you talked about a seven-member team and each one having a particular assignment that when you go in, it's all about, again, investment, involvement, partnership for community risk reduction on that level. We have what we call the incident command system where everybody has to understand planning, operations, logistics, resources, both financial and human resources, coordination, and communication. Everybody on that team, although they have a specific assignment, they realize and understand the need for incident command system. And then when you talk about interacting with different agencies if you need to is what is called a unified command. And so that's really just relating to different agencies that you might have to come in contact with to do what you came into that city to do and to uh, bring a semblance of safety and uh, civilized a civilized way of life to that city because as soon as you leave that one, it's another one to go to. As Brother Rudolph and I oftentimes say, it's like when you go to the movies and they show you the trailers of different movies and they say, coming to a city near you soon. And so... Once you prepare yourself on that level, you know, once you finish your assignment in one particular area of the planet, you're going to get dispatched to someplace else until we train up. No, sir. Until we train up. Get that out of your mind that you're going home to sit on your porch 
and, and play with your children and, and kiss your, your significant other and just kick back and uh, uh, sit in a rocking chair and drink a cool drink, as they say, cool in the shade, drink a little lemonade, you know, that's not happening. When you in this field, yes, when you in this field, you know, you are, uh, what that thing, ready, set, go, you stay on go. That's right. And as my no man time, said. You got to stay, you got to stay on go so you never have to get ready. That's the whole thing with this business. Bad Boys Entertainment said, can't stop, won't stop. And my man put the teeth <laughs> from the from the clip said, it don't stop till the casket drops. So look, there you stay go. on the move. You stay on the move, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, on that level, doing what you're born to do. Shout out to my man Robert, Chief Robert Harris out of uh, Los Angeles County with the USAR teams who went to Haiti, you know. and You know, we got the pictures. Shout out to the former superintendent of the New Orleans Fire Department, Charles Perrant who both have been on this show before as guests, but he was the one in charge of the fire department when Hurricane Katrina struck. You see, so, I mean, it's just so many things. I I can only imagine the hotel fires in Las Vegas that Chief Dave Washington had to oversee and make sure the situation was mitigated Safety first, safety always, safety as a standard. Uh, you know, it's just so much. I just thought it was so such a beautiful thing. It's always a beautiful thing to have Sister Aurelia come on our show and to share her expertise. Uh, yes, Brother sir. Chief Dave Washington. And as many of you on the line know, many of our listening audience are subject matter experts in and of themselves. For just before this program began, well, really, last week, too, we tried to reach out to a brother who's the chief of the EMS in Mobile, Alabama. Well, right. you know, extenuating circumstances didn't permit him to be on last week or this week, but we're going to get it together. And it's right in tune, right. his expertise on that level with what Sister uh, Aurelia Muhammad was sharing with us. So may Allah bless you, Sister Aurelia. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are eternally grateful, as always, for your contribution. Brothers and sisters, we're at 5.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we move into the last 45 minutes of the program. And Just before we heard the air horns and the sirens when Sister Aurelia called in, I was, too, going to encourage you all to press one on your star pad and come into the program and let's have dialogue on whatever it is that's significant to you of what you may have heard today or what's going on in your region of the world that may or may not be applicable to other regions of the world. You live in the Midwest, generally speaking, you might be more susceptible to tornadoes. The East Coast, hurricanes, the West Coast, wildfires. It's just so much. That's generally speaking, but 
The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, watch the weather. It's not as much, if at all, climate change as, you know, those so-called pundits are talking about than it is God creating climactic conditions within and without. As you know, shout out to Dr. Nell Prim and Dr. Mwata, Kevin Washington, as we talked about psychology and how that impacts us. The weather on the outside impacts the weather on the inside. On the inside, that's right. Brother, Brother Rudolph talked about if you don't understand racism, I was just a part of a uh, panel discussion on, uh, man, I can't even think of what it was on uh, uh, specifically, but in it, I was compelled to say, it'll come to me, I was compelled to say that Dr. Francis Cress Wilson used to say, if you don't understand global white supremacy or racism, Anything else you think you understand will only confuse you. And so the program (laughs) on the campus of Hampton University the other day was on social justice. It came to me, but, you know, when that came up in terms of racism and global white supremacy, uh, the words of Dr. Frances Cress Welsing, may Allah be pleased with her and her teacher, psychiatrist by the name of Dr. Neely Fuller coined that phrase and she taught on it till her last breath. And I mean, the truth is the light, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen. So let us uh, gird up our loins and let us prepare on an individual level, family level, community level. You know, cert teams, don't, don't be spooked out by a cert team. You can start your own right on the block where you live. Community emergency response team. Don't get spooked out by that. And then as it grows, as Sister Aurelia said, you got subject matter experts all over the country, all over the world. When it's time to be dispatched, we 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 remain ready. What's that quote, Brother Rudolph? Something about if you prepare or practice in peacetime, uh, you know what I'm talking about? The more, the, the, the more you sweat in peacetime, the less you bleed in wartime. There it is. Say that one more time, brother. Maybe it'll sink in with a thick head like my own. <laughs> the more you sweat in peacetime, the less you bleed in wartime. See, there it is. I, as I used to tell my sons, and I still tell them, and my nephews, you got to get your weight up. Get your weight up. You got to <laughs> right. train. The war Armageddon is within and without. And suppose the one without is you get a distress call from one of your family members, and they're only two blocks away from where you are. Your adrenaline is going to start flowing. You're going to run to where they are. And you might have Ain't to fight be somebody who's messing to with you. Ain't going to do anything when you get there. What you going to tell them? Yo, 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 hold up. Wait a minute. Let me catch my breath. I'm going to kick your gluteus maximus once I catch my breath. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord. Uh, 
Get your weight up, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. The life you save might be your own. And to teach is to touch a life forever. We're just trying to shout out our teachers, Sister Aurelia. Shout out our teachers, Brother Chief Dave Washington. And hopefully somebody's listening to us that we may be found worthy in sharing with you that which we've been given. Shout out to our teachers, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, who's a teacher amongst teachers. So, oh, man. You know, that's, that, that, that's the man. That's the man. That's what, what you said, Brother Yusuf. He's uh, the eyewitness news in advance. No doubt in my mind. Man, please. He's telling you what's going to happen before it happens, giving you all the clues as to exactly when, what, and where. And if you don't prepare for it, shame on you, because you can't say that you weren't told, because he does it every time he opens his mouth. He tells us what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and where it's, who it's going to happen to. So, you don't believe us? Just take your little memory back to July 4th, 2020, when he delivered the criterion at the Garden in Michigan. He told us about the vaccines before they were even released. You don't know what's in them. And now look what's happening. Vaccine A, vaccine B, booster A, booster B, vaccine booster C. Now they're saying, I guess, quote, unquote, the herd immunity was met. And they they even put on the news yesterday, you're not getting any more free COVID-19 tests. Right. Right. Well, well, who's Fauci? Where's Fauci? Anybody seen Fauci? Uh, He got his money and retired. He got all the money he could get and retired. Is the eyewitness news in advance. What's that other man's name? Dershowitz. Lawyer. You don't hear from him no more, but he was talking big stuff around that time, telling us as the so-called body of citizens in America, you got to take it. What? All them liars. All them liars that got up there saying that these vaccines will stop you from having COVID, and then more people that were vaccinated started getting it and dying than people that weren't vaccinated. Then it came to, well, uh, you got to take these vaccines because um, if you don't take them, then you become the problem that's the thing that's spreading the virus. And so, and then all the people with the double vaccine and double vaccine, double uh, 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 boosted, then their numbers shot through the roof. Then the uh, panel uh, 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 turned out the findings from it that it was all a lie. There had never been any scientific proof about these so-called things they were calling vaccines, which weren't even vaccines, because just the definition of what a vaccine is, this didn't meet that. And now you have all these young people all these young people having heart conditions, heart attacks yep. in their tw- 20s and their 30s, uh, uh, um, having uh, um, 
uh, enlarged hearts, having uh, inflammation around their heart. Now, finding that the heart muscle has been affected by whatever the stuff was that was in that death cocktail that they jabbed into everyone that would take it. Oh, man. He told us that we could not fathom the wickedness or what's in the mind of the devil, you know. So how can you prepare for that which you can't even imagine will come up? Well, just remember that you are a child of God. So the way you think, they're thinking opposite because they are children of their father too, the devil. He was a liar in the beginning, and so and so are they. I just wanted to throw that out there, Brother Yusuf. No, brother, you know you can't do that without sparking something and cracking an atom on this side of the studio. Look, brothers and sisters, <laughs> you need more proof? We just took you back to July 4, 2020. What about when 9-11 hit and he oh. wrote to the president and told him, you're going to end up uniting the Islamic world because it was just too much in the game, and I'm paraphrasing. But you can remember, they said it was uh, college from Afghanistan, I believe. Uh, Osama bin Laden, but then they went after Saddam Hussein. And in Iraq, and the minister said all this was going to go down, and it went down. I mean, how much proof do you need? When before the Million Man March, he crisscrossed the 2,000 by 3,000 and said, stop the killing. How much proof do you need? When just three weeks ago, the U.S. government is now saying there's some, uh, oh, there exists uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon. What? (laughs) I witnessed news in advance, brothers and sisters. You can't say that we're not going to tell you. I know, I know it can be shocking. It can be shocking if you don't believe us. But in the book of Revelations, it does say that Babylon is fallen, is fallen. He's become a habitation of devils. Now, you don't think that's America, do you? Well, you should. Because if you identify the history of this country, we've become a habitation of devils a hole for every foul spirit and a cage for every unclean and hateful bird. Hateful bird. You don't don't have to believe it. But it says, come come out of her, my people, and be not partakers of her sins and her plagues. Come out of her, my people, for her sins have reached up to heaven. Now, this might sound strange to you, but you'll never come back to us and say, why come you didn't tell us? This is the main reason why we're telling you to prepare for disaster. We're in it, as Sister Aurelia said. Every city in America is in it. Have you seen the statistics of the prison industrial complex? How many of us are in jail, in prison, in the penitentiary? Have you seen that? Why is that? Have you seen the number of households that are run by 
exclusively females. Why is that? So this is the time we in disaster. It don't matter. It don't matter. Disaster doesn't take a day off. No no lunch breaks, no holidays, no <laughs> All right, right. hold up, right. wait a minute. We in it, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen. So when Brother Rudolph says the minister is the eyewitness news in advance, when he tells you about what we're going through, and what I'm saying to you is, for those of us who are willing to gird up our loins, we have to be willing to give our life for this. We know. Jill Scott would say, watching you, watching me. If you don't know how to turn off the tracker of your phone everywhere you go, you're being watched. You're right. being tracked. So you better do the right thing. That's why we thank Allah for this Ramadan. Ramadan recalibrates you, gets you back, should hopefully get us back on the right course, increase our discipline. So when you hear Muslims say oh, Ramadan, but, but Yusuf, what was that song? What was that song? I always feel like somebody's watching me. Can't have no privacy. <laughs> That's it. That's it. As long as you spike lean, spike lean. I mean, doing the right thing, you're gonna be all right. You get around people you know? who do the right thing, you're gonna be all right. But uh, and then our brother, and then our brother, that that genius, Michael Jackson. He got fed up with it, and he told us. He said, "What huh. he said? All I want to say is that they don't really care about us." Who was he talking about? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh, they don't man. care about oh, us, man. man. Y'all better man. wake man, up, man. brother Spike Another Spike Lee movie, School Days. My man Lawrence Fishburne ran out into the middle of Warhouse <laughs> College and rang uh, that bell. Wake up. <laughs> We've been asleep for 400 and some odd years. Time to wake up, ladies and gentlemen. Gird up your lawn. And as we go into the next half hour, let me encourage you, those in our listening audience, press one on your phone pad so we can hear that state of emergency siren and that air horn to let us know what Allah has revealed to you today relative to what you heard on this program thus far or the climactic conditions that's going on within and without. Right. I'm telling you. Let me just say this. I'm going to say this and I'm going to fall back till I hear something. Brother Rudolph, I had some guests visit us this uh, last two, three days. And remind me of the problem book with, you know, the rheumatism and the the aches and pains. Childhood friend of mine. He used to be like, as a football player, a running back, which they call a scat back, which was really a little fast, fast type of running back. Right. This this brother, I mean, he he he, he kind of let himself go physically. He's about three foot tall and about three feet wide. Wow, well rounded individual, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's that's settling on the best part. <laughs> well rounded, <laughs> round mound and rebound, right? <laughs> but my point, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, is that he's walking with a wobble. 
So he tells me he needs, you know, knee surgery on both knees. His hips are bothering him. So I'm saying, well, is it the knees? Is it the hip? Is it the circulation of your legs? All of the above. Why are you saying that, Brother Yusef? It's because he eats constantly and he drinks alcohol. And he's on medication. The one-two punch. And he's married. But I'm sure his wife is trying to help him. But, you know, sometimes when you're close to your loved ones, sometimes you fall prey to misery loves company as well. Right. So I let him know before he left me. I said, brother, you know, you can reverse your condition. But number one, you have to have the will to do it. And number two is you have to do the work. And so I just painted right. that picture, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad said, we dig our own graves with our own teeth. And I love him to death. But he was a prime example of that for the two to three days he and his wife stayed with me and my wife. Brothers and sisters, there's something you can do about whatever ails you're going through. But have the will and then be willing to do the work. Know how to eat to live, the proper foods at the proper time. I'm going to fall back on that and let Brother Rudolph tell you about how to eat to live, and of course, as Sister Anita would say, we're going to put the disclaimer out there that this program and services do not constitute the practice of medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You can talk to your health care provider for diagnosis and treatment, including your specific medical needs. If you have or suspect that you have a medical problem or condition, Contact a qualified healthcare professional immediately. You know, if you are in uh, the United States and experiencing a medical emergency, call 911. But, Brother Rudolph, what do you think about how to eat and live, brother? And, you know, oh. what I just said. What oh, comes to your man. mind? Man, when I think of how to eat to live, I think of, man, going through the supermarket and shopping and not having to read the ingredients on anything that you pick up because the simplest foods have no ingredients. It is what it is. When you, when you pick up a can off the shelf, turn it around, and you start reading the ingredients, man, how many ingredients do you read before you get to what's supposed to be in that can? But then when you go on the outside of those aisles and you hit, let's say, that produce section and you pick up an orange or you pick up an apple or you pick up some grapes, what do the ingredients say? Now, of course, we're talking about if, and this is the premise here is that we're talking about organically grown, non-GMO food. So let me put that out there from the start, because if we're talking, uh, uh, if we don't say that, 
then we're being neglectful and we're being a little ignorant of the fact that this man is out here um, manufacturing stuff that looks like food that's not really food. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this GMO stuff, it looked good. It's pretty. It, 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 it even smells like what they say is supposed to be, but it ain't got an a, a ounce of nutrition in it of what it's supposed to have. Back when our parents, when our grandparents, when our great-grandparents was growing up, yeah, you may have been able to get the recommended uh, amount of potassium from one banana. Now you may have to eat the whole bushel in order to get some of that recommended uh, potassium that you got out of one banana 50, 60 years ago. Imagine that. This is why it's so important. This is why it's so important that whatever you you need to be growing some kind of food. And I understand, all right, let's see, you know, our people live in places where they don't have area to grow stuff. Nonsense. You may not know it, but no matter where you are, you can grow something to eat. And so if you grow one thing and your neighbor grows something else and your other neighbor grows something else, then when the harvest comes, they take what they need for their family and the rest they can then swap with you for what you grew. Brother, right. you used to grow some cherry tomatoes and I grow, grow am growing some 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 grapes and and the person on the other side, another neighbor of ours, is grow, growing some cucumbers and another neighbor is growing some peppers by the time it's time for that stuff to mature and to be harvested, we can have a heck of a, a, a salad there because I can't eat all the fruit that I'm growing and shouldn't try. But once I have enough for me and my family with the excess, then I can trade with my neighbor for whatever they have in excess. And then we all will have something to tide us over. This is, uh, you know, how to eat to live is about eating the proper food at the proper time, prepared the proper way, and ingesting or taking or eating in the proper spirit. And if you can do that, then it is said that you have created or ingested a healthy meal and you have nourishment that is going into your body to nourish the cells of your body and to help prolong your life. But anything outside of that eating death and we're inviting death into our bodies. Now, what we also have to know is what we also have to know is no matter how much you search for the proper food, because of the way we have messed up this earth, whether it's the soil that it's growing out of, 
it's already been contaminated. Or the rain that's nourishing it, it's already been contaminated. So unless we're doing it in a closed system, a hoop house, a greenhouse, something of that aspect where we're growing stuff in raised beds or we've had the soil uh, um, checked out by, you know, uh, uh, someone who we trust to give us the right analysis of what's in the soil and what the soil may need, or we treat the soil so before we grow our food in it so that we can limit the amount of contamination, pesticides, and uh, um, um, uh, pathogens that we're going to ingest. Um, you know, we're doing ourselves a disservice. But all of that can be done. And we mm-hmm. have all of that knowledge within our family already. Mm-hmm. We have to learn that, you know, he, uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad made the statement that our unity is more powerful than an atomic bomb. Yes, it is. It's our unity. We have to unite in order to survive. You cannot survive by yourself. You can't. You can get picked off thinking that you're surviving by yourself. But if you are with a group of people and you are united for the single purpose or the, uh, or you have solidarity for the common good of the survival of the group, then you have security and you have everything else that you need in order for the group I urge you to go back and watch some of those movies now that we watched before, and we watched it for the cinematography of it, but now watch it for the lessons in it. Watch the movie The Walking Dead. Mm. And look at it from the start each season as it progressed how as a group they were nomadic and had to constantly be moving in order to find the resources needed for their survival. And as they did it, it tried every fiber of their being. They had to get over the distrust of each other and learn to trust each other to put their lives in each other's hands. Then they had to cross-train themselves. One knew how to grow stuff, he had to teach everybody else. One knew medical procedures, he had to teach everybody else. One knew how to, um, he knew about weaponry and, and self-defense, he had to teach everybody else. One was a, a mechanic, he had to teach everybody else. So that way everybody knows what everybody else knows. So no matter who may fall victim there, the entire group doesn't suffer because it's always someone to pick up where the next one left off. You may not know as much as they did, but you know enough to hold on and hold ground until help comes. And then as they're moving from one place to another seeking shelters, You had to, uh, again, 
You can do all of this stuff that you want. You can provide all this stuff. You can hoard up all of this stuff, save up all of this stuff, say that you got all this stuff. But if you, you can't protect it, it's not yours. And in a disaster, the first casualty is hygiene. The second casualty is safety. And once you can't provide for safety, then nothing is off limits because somebody is going to take everything you have, including your wife, your daughter, your son, even your life. So everything is about learning and teaching those that are with you. But, again, the key is unity based off of a common cause or a common goal. And how to eat to live becomes gasoline for the engine, which is your body, to keep you nourished as you're going through your sojourn as a refugee going from one place to another and just trying to survive the night so that maybe you can live tomorrow. And that's where we are now. We're at the point where survival is not living. Survival is just that, being alive or in existence after something has happened. Well, you keep doing that long enough, and it puts you in a certain mode, but that mode is not congruent for life. That mode is congruent for survival. You have to get past survival in order to get to living, which is to have life and have it more abundantly. But how to eat to live is a major piece for that. And if you really want to know about it, you know, I don't claim to be all knowledgeable about it. I'll tell you to get your information the same place I got mine. The Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad wrote two, two published two books, How to Eat to Live, book one and book two. And it's so simple that a child with a fourth grade reading level can read it and understand What's being said, line by line, word by word, line by line, paragraph by paragraph, page by page, chapter by chapter. Try it. Get the book. Get How to Eat to Live book one and start at page one and just read. And if you come by, uh, across a word that you don't understand, then get a good dictionary and parse that word so that you will understand exactly what the word is meant in the context that he meant it, and then continue reading. And you will understand exactly what you need to do in order to make how to eat to live the rule of the day and not the exception. Brother Yusuf? Beautiful, beautiful, Brother Rudolph. I knew once I hit on how to eat to live, we could take this on in. You know, and what you talked about in terms of let us unite, let us unite. It reminds me of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's composition. Let us unite, yes, let sir. us unite, let us join Man, in I remember this that being played at the mosque, brother, when I was let first coming into the nation. Yes, sir. 
Let us unite. Man. That's the only way we're going to be free. So, yeah, brothers and sisters, we highly recommend you have in your library How to Eat to Live by the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Brother Rudolph said, read. And, you know, that takes me right back to the Holy Quran. We're in Ramadan, and the the, the Arabic word for read is ikra, ikra. Right. Read. Read in the name of our Lord. Read. And it took me right into Surah or chapter 3, Ayat or verse 49, where it says, And make him a messenger to the children of Israel, saying, I have come to you with a sign from your Lord that I determined for you out of dust a thing like the form of a bird. Then I breathed into it, and it becomes a bird with Allah's permission. And I heal the blind and the leprous and bring the dead to life with Allah's permission. And I inform you of what you should eat and what you should store in your houses. Surely there is a sign in this for you if you are believers. Well, there it is. Brother Rudolph gave you, painted a beautiful picture, even before recommending you getting that book about what foods to eat, the right times of day, and in the right spirit and with the right thoughts. We also, too, could have told you, as our dear brother, Brother Barry Crumbly of the Agriculturalists of Black Farmers Association would say, what to stay away from. Stay away and from it's affectionately crap. called crap. C-R-A-P as uh, an analogy, if you will. Stay away, the C, from carbonated drinks and caffeine. Crap. Stay away from the R the refined sugar crap. Stay away from the A, the artificial sweeteners and alcohol crap. And stay away from the P, processed foods, C-R-A-P, carbonated drinking coffee, refined sugar, artificial sweeteners and alcohol, and processed food. Let us unite, let us unite. Let us join in this melody. Let us unite, let us unite. That's the way we only going to be free. And guess what? If we study the ant, I mean the book of Proverbs, 6th chapter and 6th verse, say, go to the ant, thou sluggard, and consider her ways and be wise. You see, the ants never quit. That's a pretty good philosophy, never quitting. That's right. If they're headed somewhere and you try to stop them, they'll look for another way. Yep. They'll climb over, they'll climb under, they'll climb around. They keep looking for another way. They go that perspective again, Brother Rudolph. Right. What a good philosophy to never quit looking for a way to get where you are supposed to go. Ants never quit. 
Number two, ants think winter all summer. That's an important perspective. You can't be so naive as to think summer will last forever. So ants are gathering their winter food in the middle of the summer. You've got to think rocks as you enjoy the sand and sun. What's the lesson? It's important to be realistic and think ahead. Number three, ants think summer or winter. During the winter, ants remind themselves, this won't last long. We'll soon be out of here. At the first warm day, the ants are out. If it turns cold again, they'll dive back down. But then they'll come out the first warm day again. What's the lesson? Stay positive at all times. Let's unite like the ants. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. That's Proverbs 6 and 6. I don't know why they call me the pastor of disaster, but that's what just came to my mind. And last but not least, Brother Rudolph, when we talked about the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan giving us the eyewitness news in advance on July 4th, 2020, called the Criterion, we must say and give a shout-out to our brother, Brother Student Minister Abdul Hafiz Muhammad, May Allah be pleased with him forever and forever. But during that address, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan called him a martyr. He was one that was not only willing to give his life, but gave his life in the midst of the pandemic. So shout out to the family, Sister Lorraine Muhammad, his wonderful wife, who's also a subject matter expert in her own right, who's been on the show, an author of a book, Black Integration, a Failed Social Experiment. We thank Sister Luray and their children for their sacrifice. So I just wanted to put that on the document this week, the recording this week, Brother Rudolph, since we were talking about what we were talking about. And as we enter the last five minutes, I don't know, of the, this week's program, if there's anything, Brother Rudolph, you'd like to share with our listening audience, that we haven't talked about, the floor is yours, soldier. Yes. And, well, let me um, say this. Family, uh, summertime is coming. And for those of us that live to see the summer, um, it's going to be more of the same, more death and destruction, more dying, and um, as the scripture says, weeping and gnashing of teeth will go on. You need to prepare yourself and your family. Prepare for the worst. Prepare for the worst and pray for the best. I didn't say hope. I said pray, because, you know, as our sister, Sister Ava, always used to say, the only thing worse than a dope thing is a hope thing, you know. 
<laughs> Think about it. For the trust best. and believe. Prepare for the worst. And that's how you, um, you know, can kind of not ensure your survival, but at least you could be on the road too. Because survival is based on the will and pleasure of Almighty God alone. Make no mistake about that. That's what survival is based on. So, but because we don't know the mind of God, then we have to do everything that we have to do, everything within our purview in order to um, not guarantee, but to try and lessen the blow and have a, a good outcome with this thing called disaster. So um, if you don't know it by now, CPR, cardiopulmonary resuscitation, how to restart a heart that has stopped. Everybody needs to know that. And, again, notice my words. Not once did I say get certified. I'm not talking about certification. Certification ain't never saved nobody's life. That card that that you carry around in your wallet, that's for work. That's what that's for. That's for your employment uh, purposes. That has nothing to do with the saving or the restoring a life. Because if you're talking about CPR, there's really no life to save because that person is already gone. And if they're not, then you shouldn't be doing CPR on them. So I'll just make that plain and leave that right there. Again, I'll say that. Already dead, then you should not be doing CPR on them. CPR is when a person's heart stops beating and they stop breathing. That's when you do CPR. When a person's airway is blocked, you need to do the choking procedure to try and clear that airway. If a person is bleeding, you need to stop the bleed and keep that blood in their body. You know, if your house is on fire, you need to make sure you have an ABC fire extinguisher nearby and know how to utilize it. You know, uh, PASS is the acronym. P, pull the pin. A, aim the nozzle at the base of the fire. S, squeeze the trigger in short bursts. And the second S is a sweeping motion, again, at the base of the fire while you are on your way out of that location. If you don't have a way to get out of that location, do not discharge that fire extinguisher because the fire extinguisher's job is to smother the oxygen in the room in order to kill the fire. But in smothering the oxygen to kill the fire, it will kill you too. So remember, remember these things. Go to your local fire department. Contact your local volunteer ambulance service. Contact the Red Cross while you can. Yes, I'm advocating. Why? Because they have knowledge that if you go get it, 
it will benefit you and your family. Don't turn down knowledge anywhere you can find it. Take it for what it's good for. Use it for the benefit of yourself and your family. And if it doesn't apply, let it fly. Brother Yusuf. Ah, straight no chasing. We're right there, brother. It's 601. And so we just want to thank our listening audience for tuning in to us. There's so much we could say, so little time we could say it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in next week, same time, same station. And until then, may the most high watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another. This we ask in his name. May Allah bless you all with a successful Day, weekend, Ramadan, inshallah, Lord willing, we'll get together next week on disaster awareness for community preparedness. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam, sir.
With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.